And now, Hangar 56 Media presents Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. Think you can play guitar? Listen to this. Oh my god. This is Al Demiola, Al Demiola, John McLaughlin, Pocket Lucia, Friday night in San Francisco. I remember when I was turned on to this album at Berkeley College of Music. I didn't pick up a guitar for like a week after that. I just thought, what's the point? You can't play like these guys. Listen to this. Forget it. Yeah. Just hearing it now, I won't pick up a guitar for a week. Anyway, I'm here with Zuckerman. We're at uh, his uh, law firm. Uh, We got a great show. Zuckerman, we have a great show out of nowhere. We were uh, procrastinating all weekend. We didn't get a show recorded I remembered uh, that someone had passed me uh, Mark Raycub's phone number, who is the owner of Fiberglass Freaks, Batmobile uh, replica, replica guy. And man of God. And man of God. I texted him, and he said, I'd be happy to come on the show and chat with the Spikes car. And I just did that interview before I came here. So we're going to listen to that in a little bit. Uh, spectacular guy. You guys definitely going to want to hear lots of juicy new tidbits about that whole Batmobile replica deal and the guy who sent the sheriffs after him and the criminal charges that resulted. Um, and Zuckerman and I are here back by ourselves from uh, Monterey after a great trip. What a great trip. It was fun, right? It worked yeah, out. This was one of the better trips. Why? I don't know. It just felt right. And plus, it had been three years. So I was anxious to get back there. It had been so long. I thought it was a great trip too, but it wasn't. I guess it was. It was fun, but it kept getting funner. And now when I'm thinking about it and I'm looking at all the recap pictures uh, everywhere and all the car sites, I was happy I was there. It was a good time. It was a great time. And, and the I- show was fun. That was the biggest, the most fun. Well, I got to give you credit, Ferris. And I'm not apt to normally to even want to give you credit, even when credit is due. Yes. But that's not an easy show to pull off. No. And, and you organized it. You you piloted it. Yes. You crafted it. You ran it. You did this whole thing. It's not easy to have you know, four loudmouths and, 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 and a guy, another loudmouth by FaceTime. I, host, I hosted it, you mean. I hosted it. You did the whole thing. Yeah, I hosted it. But you guys were great. The audience was fantastic. Yeah. The Zuckerman heads at the end. I've never seen uh, people crowd up or, uh, up to a stage and then ask for autographs and take pictures at that thing. At least I haven't. I mean, I, I've done it a few times, but usually with when I'm doing with Jerry, we just kind of rush off this. Ferrison, Ferrison, it was fun. My only autograph is on legal documents. Somebody <laughs> actually asked me to autograph. Yeah, he signed uh, it. Yeah, that's fun. It was. Think about that in a, in a few years when you're in the nursing home, going. At least I did that. 
I won't be thinking about anything other than filling my diaper. That's what's going to be happening. Will you be one of those uh, old people that will be harassing the nurses? Of course. I'll be sitting there in my diaper saying, hey, honey, base is loaded. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I've been cooking for you. Oh, Zuckerman. You know what's wrong with me? What? You know what's wrong with me? That's uh, so much. Everything. But, yes. Yeah. Um, but we're going to go back. I think Jerry kind of missed out on it and wanted to be there, too. Um, he missed so, out on a good one. Yeah, and I think we'll do it. And um, That's part of the fun, too. When somebody's missing out, you have a better time. I think so. There were so many, also, new cars unveiled up there that I didn't even see. Like, the new DeLorean we missed. Uh, there was... Uh, there's That... that, that, that uh, what, what is it? Uh... I'm so tired. I've been editing all day. Well, there's the day. new GT3 RS. No, not that. We saw that. What was the uh, the Lucid Sapphire that was sitting right in front of us that we didn't... We weren't paying attention. We weren't paying attention to it. We weren't paying attention to a damn thing. Why didn't we do that? Because well, we like looking at the people. Yeah. We're more interested in the Swiggins, the Peabody's, the Chimples, all of those types up there. I want to pull up some of these new cars. Uh, let's see. Monterey Car Week. I'm uh, operating without my computer. We're operating without a brain for You know, and I keep her I keep hearing that the manufacturers they don't want to do car shows anymore. They just want to do Pebble Beach. They want to unveil their new models up there, and that makes sense to me. That's the first thing that's made sense to me in a long time. Absolutely. Right? Why wouldn't you? It's such a better setting. Yeah, we're outside bunch of weirdo rich guys who want to buy these things and everything's in motion and there's movement you don't want to go down to a the convention, convention center, center and, right. and be stumbling along like you're online at disneyland yeah horrible get some sort of stomach bug forget it forget it um yeah here's that delorean damn let me show, tell you what else was there i kind of wished i wanted to see the delorean uh this acura precision ev concept uh didn't didn't quite care. The DBR22 Aston Martin. Did you mm. see that? Nope. Nope. Aston Martin V12 Vantage Roadster. Mm. Didn't see that. I did see the Bentley Mulliner Batour. Is that how they pronounce that? Batour? Batour. Bat. Bat. It's got the word bat for today's show. Batmobile. Yeah. Batour. Yes. That thing looked amazing. It did. That uh, caught my eye when I saw it. And I went, what, what am I looking at? And then, because uh, we were chatting with the Bentley folks who we're tight with. Because they make good stuff. Bentley's making great stuff because they're in the Porsche family now. That's, That's right. what I believe. The Germans took it over. Um, this car is insane, but I don't think we can get it. 729 horsepower, 6-liter twin-turbo uh, W12 engine. Just an amazing creation. The DeLorean Alpha 5. I don't know. I liked it. People are laughing at me. I liked it. Um, this Lincoln Model L100 concept. Yeah. Didn't care for that. Here it was, the Lucid Air Sapphire. This is the one that was kind of sitting right next to us that apparently is just a monster. Uh, uh, 1,050 horsepower, Zuckerman. Wow. Zero to 60 in under two seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Under two seconds. Your eyeballs liquefy. (laughs) And it's only $250,000. And I say only because, you know. Right, because normally to get 1,000 horsepower, you're going into Bugatti territory. millions. Or you're a Koenigsegg or one of these weird Pagani things, whatever it is. And the McLaren Solus GT, this is another one. Uh, Look at this thing. Look at how crazy it is. I can't keep track of all of it. There's so much of it. 
we're at a high point in automotive culture that's about to change forever. I know that we, you know, we're always saying change forever, change forever, but we really are at, at a cusp here. I get a cusp for you. Well, we'll talk about that in a minute because that's going to be the first subject we're talking about. But um, first, I want to talk about fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers. If we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I first heard Mint Mobile offers premium wireless starting at just $15 a month, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them using their service, it all made sense. And I do. There isn't one. Mint Mobile secret sauce is... uh, Oh, I'm sorry. There isn't one. Mint Mobile secret sauce is that they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings on to you. And uh, as you know, I uh, signed up. I got my little card, SIM card in the mail, plugged it in my phone. It worked. And now just for 15 bucks a month, that's my uh, burner phone. That's where I I do all my misdeeds is on my Mint Mobile. On the dark web. Yeah, dark web uh, burner phone. Any phone calls, uh, I don't want to go back to the other place. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. you got to check it out, mintmobile.com slash bike911, mintmobile.com slash bike911 to get your new wireless plan for just $15 a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free. That's it, mintmobile.com slash bike911. Check them out. Um, yeah, we were talking about the Lucid. We, uh, By the way, Mark Rakeup. We've got an exclusive interview with Mark Rakeb, um, who has fiberglass freaks and is caught up in that big Batmobile controversy. Uh, <laughs> and he's going to be on the on the podcast right now, soon, coming up. Um, but we're talking about the Lucid. And if you've been paying attention to the news, Zuckerman, I'm sure you've seen this, that California is banning gas-powered cars by the year 2035. Uh, California has officially approved new regulations that are set to ban the sale of new gasoline-powered cars and trucks by 2035, the move obviously being done to combat climate change and speed up the rest of the nation's moving towards electric vehicles, of course, because where California goes, so goes the world. Um, There's a lot of skepticism. Uh, Many within the automotive industry feel it will be hard to get California's target because of slow build of EV charging stations, which we've seen is true, and raw materials being scarce to make batteries. Um, But these regulations will apply to sales of new cars, pickup trucks, and SUVs, and would establish annual thresholds for the share of zero-emission vehicles. Here's the part I didn't know, Zuckerman. Check this out. Uh, Vehicle um, makers must sell in the state each year, starting at 35%. In 2026, ramping up to 68%. So it's gradual by 2030. And then by by the year 2035, 100% of their sales must be EVs. EV sales still account for only 6% of the U.S. new vehicle sales. They surpassed 16% in the second quarter in California. I wonder why that is. Maybe because gas was so ex- expensive. Um, I have an observation. So what do you think? I think like many of the other standards that California has prompted, yes, that they don't the, the legislature doesn't really believe that it'll happen in 2035, but it is a warning shot across the bow of all car makers and there will be some elasticity in that in that year that that takes place, but this is a big notice. You guys got to get your shit together, you manufacturers, and you got to get this going because whether it's 2035 or 2050, this is the future and it's coming. Yeah, and where else does this go? I mean, first of all, I've been talking to a lot of friends of mine and a lot of people I just, I, I, I've been bringing this up. And a lot of people feel the same, 
they have the same opinion, which is cool, but make sure you're selling EVs that I can afford. Right. That's the one, the second thing they always say. I, I, you know, not everyone can afford Tesla. Not everyone can afford a Taycan or this Audi RS e-tron GT, which I'm getting tomorrow. Press car. Really? But uh, they want something. They want to be in this realm, but they want it to be affordable and they want to not worry about uh, taking a trip. You know, and 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 have a charge station. You know, I'm just a year maybe into the Tesla ownership idea, or leasership is the word for that, and I'm just getting comfortable with the idea of road trips in it. Like you go, oh, you do it a few times, you find a Tesla supercharging station, and it's very easy. It's very simple. Roll a couple emails, you get a full charge, and you're home. I'm not sure it's easy when you get outside of L.A. California or outside of the Tesla world and you're in the middle of nowhere and you're driving a few hundred miles. So that that network of charge stations really is necessary for us to kind of jump into that next right. place. But this is a wake up call. This is a wake up call. I don't think it's going to happen in 2035, but it's a, it's a wake up call and it's going to get them moving in the right direction. Well, that's the other thing. Whenever you're saying something is going to happen 10 years from now, wow. right? More than 10 years. You know why it never really works out? Do you know why? Why? Tell me. Because in the meantime, the world changes. (laughs) When the world changes, things change and our perspective changes. Right. And uh, who knows how we feel even five years about electric cars when there's some hydrogen powered something or other. Someone's figured out the water powered engine. Do you know what I'm saying? And then we're hooked on that. But I like it. I'm happy. I'm glad, I'm, I'm happy Newsom did this. I, I like when there's positive change, and I do like clean air. And, and and they're not saying we can't drive our vintage stuff. And 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 like today, like we were just saying, I feel like we've reached the limits of uh, these these ice powered cars, right? The internal combustion engine, which is going very fast now and sounds great. I think we've done it. We've done it. We've reached the end. Have we done it? We've reached the end. The terminal end. The terminal end. Except for that new GT3 RS, which is really making me crazy now. I've completely flipped on it. You know what? You know what shot made me flip on the new. I know it's those hydraulic, the hydraulic wing. How did you know that? That's exactly right. I know because Ferris, I know you after twenty years. I know exactly. You know the shot, the exact photograph. I know the shot, and I know exactly what's going to make us all lose our minds. You mean that wing has an actual function? There's a little hydraulic actuators or something to make a change the angle. All of a sudden, the new, the big wing becomes necessary and cool. Yes. Yeah, that was exactly, you're exactly right, Suckerman. That was the shot. <laughs> that was the shot. That's all we needed. And now I'm sold. Those little things, that, that was worth 200 grand right there. Boom. It totally was. Yeah. Now we're screwed. Now we're screwed. More money out the window. They keep doing to us. Um, speaking of Porsche, uh, the company's initial public offering could be one of Europe's biggest ever listings. Did you read that, Zuckerman? I did not. Did you read that Porsche could be worth, they estimate, $85 billion? Second only to Tesla, you're telling me? <laughs> they so they, so they have a- investors lined up for their initial public offering. Uh, and the valuation is nearly $85 billion, according to Bloomberg. I'm buying it. The IPO right now. The IPO, sorry, is set for uh, the first week of September next week. Hey, Ferdy. Hey, Ferdy. 
What do you think about that? I, I mean, think, that's I a think, lot of money. I think we'd better become better friends with Ferdy Porsche. He texted me just. To, yeah, I know. Uh, I know. Yeah. I think we should. I think we should cater to our young friend. He's very affable, and he'll soon have <laughs> lots more loot than even he has today. And so. <laughs> It's, well, do we even have access to IPOs? Aren't IPOs those types of stocks that we don't get and they buy it and then they I pump it and they dump it? Get it. That's why we want to talk to Ferdy. Ferdy, get us some of that shit. Get us the good stuff. So you think it's going to go up in a stock market that's not going up? It is the most profitable car company out there. It is such a solid bet. And and look at VW, how clever they are spinning this thing off. They, okay, VW stock is going to go up. We should buy some of that shit, too. I don't understand any of this. Why Why spin it off if it's so profitable? What's because the- you can get $85 billion and control everything and still take all the money. <laughs> I get some of your money, and I put it in my pocket. So they take that. Yes. Where, where do you think it goes? And they keep a controlling interest yes. in the company. Yes. It's it's terrific. Wow. It's terrific. It's terrific. Here, how? Yeah, because hey. you're the Porsche family. Here, we're going to give you these things, these stock certificates, like baseball cards. But yeah. we own the league. We own the players. We own everything. Wow. You get a little baseball card. <laughs> it's called stock certificate. Don't you think it's as high as it's going to be at $85 billion? I don't know. Who knows what it's going to happen? I think it would be fun to own it, but it's a vanity play. Yeah, I own some Porsche. I like the company, but I'm an owner of the factory. We drive the cars. Isn't that the same thing? <laughs> we just we just need to be plucked more. We need we need all ways of, of being liberated of our money. Well, if you don't want to be plucked more, you need to uh, <laughs> order uh, download the Upside app. What is the Upside app? Well. Cringing at the pump to getting an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant. Inflation is hitting everybody, and it really hurts. That's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas. Groceries, dines out with every purchase. I'm earning cash thanks to Upside. And I did. I downloaded that app. I put in my uh, credit card numbers. I did the whole deal, and now I check in wherever I go. And uh, what I do is I earn money back, Suckerman. And not just uh, money for a gift card. Sometimes I earn cash back. It goes right back into my bank account. And you can earn it too. To get started, download the free Upside app. Use my promo code SPIKE911 to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Check in at the business. Pay as usual with a credit card or debit card. And then you get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have 4.8 star rating on the App Store. Download the free Upside app. Upside, U-P-S-I-D-E app. And use the promo code SPIKE911 to get $5 or more cash back right away on your first purchase. Or 10 of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Using the promo code SPIKE911. That's the Upside app. I don't know how those uh, cashbacks work, but I use them on um, American Express all the time. Yes. Like, you know, the more money you spend, so you can get you get all these free sneakers and stuff. What, what is that? That must mean they're really, credit card companies are really ripping you off, right? Yes. They are. How? There's what? A, Tell there's me There's enough how. fat. They, you know, they're giving you back little trinkets. They give little you little trinkets. trinkets. Yeah, because the percentages they charge, you know, what we should really get into but I mean, but like the Citibank one, remember it was kind of revelation that you could get those American Airlines uh, miles, right? Mm-hmm. So every dollar you spend, you get a mile. Then you go to use them and they make it nearly impossible to do that. 
I, American Express is a little better because they give you a variety of stores you can get stuff back. But that's what I liked about Upsize. Just give, just give me the money. I yeah. go, I'm not going to go buy sneakers. Just give me the cash. Yeah, real money. Give me real money. Real money is what we like yeah, best. Yeah, so it's a logical, a logical jump. What we don't you want your trinkets. We don't want your blankets. We want money. I'm going to keep promoing Mark. Recap is, uh, Raycup is on the show. Raycup. The uh, Reverend Raycup. The Reverend Raycup is on the Back show. God. And I did, uh, I did my best 60 minutes interview that's coming up on this whole Batmobile replica story. I feel like we've got the next chapter. Uh, I think we have a big story to Batman. At the very least, you'll just get to hear him talk. What were you going to say? About what? I don't know. You said you were about to interject something. You were going to say. I don't fucking remember. My mind is going here, there, and everywhere else. Um, I have a new Saunders bike that I'm excited about. I need one of those. I have things. three of them now. I need two. And we took them out on uh, Saturday. Zuckerman, I, mean, I thought about you the whole way down San Vicente in the bike lane. The whole I'm family. Gone. We went out. We jammed all the way down. And do you, did you know that you can go across the California incline? They have a bike lane now that's yes. a full street lane. Yes. And then you go over the PCH. Yes. And, and then, then you're on the beach. I understand. Redwood to the beach. How many of you? Was there only three of you? No, there were four. Okay. One of our bikes isn't a Sondors, but... That's the one okay, we now wanna, have to replace. You don't want to leave one person alive. Everybody <laughs> should be wiped out. There shouldn't be any sad well, survivor. Erica said, I want to ride at the back. And I said, okay, well, oh, that's yeah, probably that. where it's going to get hit. I said, I'll ride at the front. They like me to lead because I, I will point to the cars where people are about to open the door and go, watch out. And I'll beat my little horn. It goes like that. It was so much fun. These electric bikes really are great, but they are a gray area between motorcycle and uh, skateboard. <laughs> you know, you go, there's a lot of exposure. If you can words. go 20 miles an hour, you can you can bust your brain good. <laughs> but it was really pretty amazing. It was an amazing day to drive from my house to to the beach and then back all in the space of about an hour. And that's what I love about the electric bike world. It was it's a beautiful weekend, and Saunders. you could really get you could really forget. That we're running out of water. That the world's coming to an end. Saturday and Sunday were really perfect. I do think of those dusty, horrible landscape movies like Dune. Just or yeah. or, or there was. I remember there was a weird one with uh, Brad Pitt had to fly to some place to save, and the cornfield was dry. Do you really think that's where we're headed? Yeah, you're going to be drinking your own piss before before your life is over. You're going to be recycling your urine and drinking it happily. Well, we've covered feces and urine already in the first 20 minutes of the show. Thanks to you, Zuckerman. <laughs> what do you want me to tell you? I'm telling you the truth. Will I be enjoying that? Of course you will. It'll be liquid. <laughs> You'll otherwise be parched. You'll be happily drinking. So there's nothing this. we can do to turn the thermostat down here on global warming right now? No, I think we can do something, but it's going to get worse before it gets better. It'll get worse in our lifetime. And at some time in the future, after you and I are both dead and feeding worms, that uh, they'll they'll solve this problem. Hmm. How? Well, if I knew that, <laughs> if I knew that, Ferriston, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you. I would be the head of some governmental agency. I wouldn't know your name, and and I would be doing important things. When I'm not, what I'm about to say, I don't mean to be political in any way. I'm just going to say this. Uh, straight out scientifically that I'm very skeptical when man says they can control nature, which is essentially chaos and chaotic. 
I and I think of know. and I think of these examples of early on. At, have you ever read about how they were trying to control animal populations yeah. in national parks? And they would uh, the Ascos they accomplished. There, there are too many deer, so they put more coyotes, and then the coyotes killed all the deer. Then they had no deer, and so they, they had, had lots of ticks, and they, they had, had to kill all- the coyotes, and, and everything gets out of balance. Right. But what I'm saying is, is that they're not going to fix the world, but they're going to fix some of the problems so we can go on and survive in our new environment. I do believe this. The earth is capable of murdering all of us, <laughs> as it seems to be. <laughs> oh, look, it's got you right now, Zuckerman. Earth is, is what is it just doing to you? It's, it's murdering me because I'm having sense <laughs> little candies, one that I'm not supposed to be eating during podcasting. Oh, my God. With monkeypox and every few minutes. But again, I think the news is just there to scare us these days. My days have been lovely. They've been really wonderful, lovely days. Yes. And if you don't uh, look on the internet news, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Unless you go up to Lake Mead and then you look. <laughs> you see some stiffs. <laughs> Joey, Joey. One of my favorite stories is the <laughs> daily discovery of new bodies in canisters on Lake Mead because of the receding water. <laughs> I love that. They had a whole desert to bury people. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, let's go to the lake again. Sure, we should go to the desert. Nah. But I, and I am contributing to global warming here with all of my old cars, particularly my new Jaguar. Oh, let's talk about that. I am so thrilled with this car. It was so much fun. I met Zuckerman on Saturday outside the Alfred's Coffee Shop in Hollywood. Uh, he showed up wearing a uh, very French, uh, 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 south of France, white and blue striped shorts with a black T-shirt. <laughs> I don't know what was wrong with that. It was funny, and I showed up wearing my white shorts and uh, a, a white dress t-shirt. Shirt. Oh, did I have you a, dre- a dress shirt? Oh, right I had a, a James Purse dress shirt on, and you pulled up right in front of the Alfred's Coffee line, which was a long line of Hollywood douchebags, and we went through your beautiful car. It was so much fun. That was a really fun moment. I liked the audience for it. I liked the car. I liked our stupid outfits. People just you know get, couldn't believe how beautiful that car is but also not understanding who are these idiots and why did they choose here to meet about this car? You know, it's a nice wide street. That was a perfect place. I just happened to, to be there. Park. Yeah, I just happened to be at uh, Wanna Buy a Watch, getting a watch, uh, picking up a watch, and you were there. We had a nice coffee. We talked about the car. Well, what what's happening with it? Tell me everything about it. Well, I'm learning this car. It's uh, I, I had a, a Jaguar, I had a, a Series 1, but it was a 67, so it was more advanced in some respects than this car. But It's right behind us, by the way. It is right behind us, but us. What, is, what is utterly fantastic, what I forgot about with this car, is how great the engine and suspension are. The, this 3.8-liter engine, double overhead cam, it really has torque and power Ferriston, and it's there on tap. It's got a really low first gear. The first gear sounds almost like a truck gear. Uh, it's got a whine to it, but when you get going in second or third, you have very tall gears. You can really, really accelerate in this car. And what a great look over the hood of the car. It's just stunning. In the cockpit, of course. The cockpit makes the car. The cockpit, the, the engine. I, I can't wait that to get tan, that. What, what is that? Biscuit. It's color. called biscuit. biscuit. Oh, Give me some biscuits. biscuits. My favorite word is Got biscuit. Got me in the biscuits. Biscuit is one of my favorite words. Yeah. So we have to pull off biscuit. the hard top. That it came with the optional hard top, yes. which is quite a contraption. Uh, and it's going to get pulled off. And then it's going to be ready for real 
open top sport motoring and that's really what it is it's it's yesterday's version of sport motoring a very credible alternative to any other offerings in 61 trounces the corvette which is a which is a basically a horse-drawn carriage compared to this thing mm-hmm. it's got strengths over the 356 there's some weaknesses but some strengths Mercedes, it kills the 190, but it's not a 300 SL. <laughs> On the other hand, it was half the price of a 300 SL in 1961. Wow. So I think it was almost, you could say, kind of the best sports car you could buy for the money, although a 356 is really an awesome alternative. Were there me. any, now you bought a car at auction, were there any negative surprises with this car? Well, of course. I mean, there were. Well, what? in the sense that. The minute the first time I closed the passenger door, the little chrome molding that's on the inside <laughs> flew off oh, into the car. Yes, and then I I had to figure out how to put it back on, and uh, and then remember the outside hood latch, the little little chrome the housing little bonnet lock. Yeah, housing. was was loose, and I and I fixed that. But all in all, actually, you and I fixed that. But then I fixed it even more at my house. We fixed it. Do you temporary. remember what we did in front of the coffee line? Yes, with with it. You with, had a key. You were holding the bolt in place, and I used my American Express Platinum card and we, <laughs> as a screwdriver to tighten it up because that's a metal card. And it worked. it worked. That was so much fun. That was the it best worked. part of my weekend. Everybody kept saying, was it the bike ride? What Did you, did you have a great weekend? I go, yeah, Zuckerman and I fixed his little bonnet locks with a credit card and a, and a key. <laughs> One of the things I like about this car, it's got this Moss gearbox in it, which is kind of antiquated. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not quite up to par with the power of the engine. So if you try to speed shift, it'll balk. It doesn't want that. What it wants is you to accelerate, come off of the gas a little bit, let the revs calm down, and then very very with deliberately shift into the right place. And then you've got it. Then you've got it, but it's a it's a satisfying shift when done mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And then the first gear's not synchroed, so you can't downshift into first when you're moving. Yeah, I could live with that. I can live with that too. I don't. Got sec- a when it gets into second gear, I start to bum out a little bit. No, there's no problem. Second, third, and fourth are synchroed. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I'm just talking my synchros tolerance. I can live with one first gear yeah. not being. But second gear, you kind of notice it. No, you got it. You got it, right? You got it. You got it. <laughs> so, it, you know, when we were. It's a huge. To- it's a huge win. Now the white walls. Jerry was saying just a moment ago when we were working together, he was like, "If you spin the tires around to put the black on the outside, you'd see the white." You will see a little bit, but I, I don't, don't know. I don't know that I would. You would. You would a little bit. I think it's very simple. I'm going to get a set of the correct tires. What in kind black. of tires are on it right now? I can't. I don't know. But uh, champion, yeah, I'm gonna pull them. I'm gonna pull them off, and I'm gonna put on the blacks and see how we like it. Yeah. What else about this car? I like biscuit. To me, it's the steering wheel that really gets me crazy. The steering wheel gets me nuts. That's really what makes me bonkers. And the holes is that a Motolito? No. What do they call that steering wheel? Is that just a Jaguar? Just a Jaguar steering wheel. I love lovely any stainless steel. Uh, center or bars of a steering wheel yes. that have holes in them drilled in yes. them. And, and this one doesn't have flex. Sometimes you weaken the metal so right. it gets very flexy. This one's yes. nice and stiff. Yeah, that's a good one. The Ice Racer had a wheel like that that had a lot of flex in it. Right. Yeah. I think they were called Derringers. I used to have one too. Yeah. I think that's what they called those uh, steering wheels. They're terrible. I mean, they look cool, but they're terrible. But this one is not that way. 
and that uh, that biscuit colored wood. Wow. Amazing. The other funny thing about this car, these the first 300 cars didn't have any footwells. Mm-hmm. They were just flat floor for aerodynamics. Right. So, the, so anyone over our height could not drive this car. Right. I'm I'm five eight and a little bit, and with the with the roof on, with this removable hard top on, I am scraping the top. Anyone oh, yeah. taller would not be able to fit in the car. I found the cockpit really fun, coffin like, yeah. but. Uh, fun in a in a nice way. I, I really instantly liked it when I sat in it. Airplane like, yeah, yeah. I want to drive it. Let's do it. I started it up and it also just started right up. Made good noises. Did it's rare it for an auction car. Yeah, yeah. we yeah, started we it at, yeah. at the coffee joint. It's in surprisingly fine fettle. Do you remember the guy who said, can I take a picture of your car? And, and then, then he was, fell on the side. Yeah, he was backing up. Was there a lawsuit there? He's no, backed he was, up in the street he, to try to back up. He backwards and he fell on his head. That was great. Yeah, it was fantastic. Another yeah. highlight in the weekend. That was a good part of that moment. All right, well, uh, let's talk about Athletic Greens. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because we had to get through a movie shoot. Because I'm always burning the candles at both ends and uh, always forget to take all my vitamins. So what is it? It's uh, one delicious scoop of athletic greens. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole-sourced superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens to help you start your day right. It's lifestyle-friendly whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, or dairy-free. contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything. And it costs you less than $3 a day. And you're investing in your health. And it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Uh, You got to try it. Uh, You're investing in -in all-in-one nutritional insurance. Uh, Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews recommended by professional athletes trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais, who I believe is Ricky Gervais's less successful younger brother. Anyway, Athletic Greens, what are they going to do for you? They're going to help you reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million pills or supplements to look out for you and your health. Make it easy. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first free purchase. First purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash spike911, athleticgreens.com slash spike911. Again, that is athleticgreens spike911, forward slash spike911, to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Mark Raycop first came uh, into our ears uh, in a big story that, that shot like like wildfire around the world when uh, some uh, douchey guy in Northern California sent sheriffs to have him arrested for fraud. Um, fraud because he had missed payments on his, uh, his Batmobile replica <laughs> and was sent to the back of the line and he just wouldn't have it. And then he called his friend, the sheriff and the sheriff uh, uh, flew famously to Indiana with a bunch of uh, other sheriffs and spent money and stayed in hotels all to arrest this really sweet guy, Mark Rakeup. Um, Mark uh, 
is a huge fan of Batman. He's been a fan of Batman since he was two years old when he saw this very first episode of Batman in 1967. He fell in love with the action, the music, the color, most of all the car, uh, and knew one day he would build his own. And Zuckerman, I I chatted with him this morning, and uh, I knew he would be a nice fella, but he's way, way nicer of a guy than I could have imagined. Um, so more man of cloth, man of God than Batman? Just a nice man. just a nice guy and a fan of Batman and a car guy. And uh, had this dream since he was two of making these cars. And we talked about it all. His love of Batman. How did he get the uh, DC Comics to license these? Uh, what is the latest with the case? The whole enchilada is in this interview with Mark Raycup. Here he is. Hey, Mark. Uh, Spike Ferriston here. How are you? Hi. I'm hanging in there. How are you? <laughs> A pleasure to meet you over the phone. Where, 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 where are you right now? You're in Logansport, Indiana. Yes. Logansport, Indiana, at the Fiberglass Freak shop inside of the office, along with a whole bunch of Batmobile and Batman memorabilia. (laughs) Well, uh, congratulations on breaking through into our pop culture uh, with (laughs) what I think is the biggest and, uh, at least to us, funniest uh, story in automotive news this year. I know it probably wasn't too funny to you. Um, but but I but 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 I have so many questions for you, uh, and not necessarily even about that controversy. I I, I want to get into the Batmobile of it all. Um, sure. The first thing you know, it, it, your your license to sell Batmobile replicas, so the the yeah. '60s version of Batmobile replicas. How did you, how do you get a license like that? I mean, how did you go about doing that? Well, it starts off with me at the age of two years old as a huge fan of the Batman television show from minute one of seeing it. And I I loved the action, the color, the music, everything about the show, but especially with the Batmobile. And I said, I want to drive that car. I want to drive that car. So at age 11, my dad took me to Chicago to the Antique Auto Museum. I got to see my very first full-scale Batmobile. It was one of the original four George Barris-built cars. And that cemented the dream that not only was I going to own a Batmobile someday, I was going to build it. (laughs) I made uh, two Batman fan films in high school, and I was gearing up to do my third, majoring in filmmaking in college. And I thought, okay, I need the ultimate prop. This is it. We need to build the Batmobile. And I thought, we've built sets. We've sewn costumes. We've built props. How hard can it be to build a car? (laughs) (laughs) so far in over my head and (laughs) along with four other crazy 17 year olds we willed this car into being from a 74 monte carlo i'm looking i'm looking at that picture right now it's on your website it's a blue monte carlo (laughs) it's a little dark it's kind of hard to see it but oh yeah there it is yeah it's a monte carlo without a hood and then batman wings on the back not bad for 17 Well, thank you. We had no automotive tools. We had no automotive experience. We didn't even own an air compressor, if that tells you how naive we were. And uh, I expected a a buddy of mine to do most of the fiberglass work. He had made uh, derby cars out of wood and out of fiberglass, and he showed me a six-inch by six-inch square, and he said, okay, there you go. That's how you do it. And he walked away, and he never came back. I'm like, huh. (laughs) 
we taught ourselves fiberglassing. We taught ourselves body work, and, and we made every mistake in the world on that first car. And that's really what uh, set the stage beautifully for us when we went to go build our second car, our first professional-level car. We'd already made all of the errors. So uh, by that point, uh, and that was about, I guess, September 1st will be 19 years ago when we started this business. Um, who would have ever thought that? Would, can and I ask so you, is that, is that first yeah. pro, what, what I think we will uh, moving forward call the fir- first prototype replica Batmobile Monte Carlo, <laughs> which could you know, turn out to be a very rare, <laughs> valuable collector's piece. Is that still around? Oh, yeah, yeah. I use it for promotions and things like that. I do not have a show car of my own, unfortunately. I've never had uh, time with the way that this crazy business uh, took off like a rocket, and uh, it just has never slowed down long enough for me to be able to do that myself. So uh, I do still have Bat 1, and uh, I refer to uh, then Bat 2 as our first professional car. And uh, that's the one we built back in 2003 and 2004. Mm-hmm. And uh, we took that to an auction house, and we took our next car to an auction house. Then after that, the orders came pouring in. Wow. Now, what what was involved as far as it's a DC Comics that owns the rights to this Batmobile? Correct. So did you and reach out to them? To part or, of your question. Yeah, did they come to you or did you go to them? They sent a spy to my shop pretending to be a customer, <laughs> and that spy reported back that they liked what they saw. How did this spy, hold on, hold on, I just want to know more about this spy. How did this spy carry himself? Inspector Gadgety, or did you know something was up, or what, what was it, man or woman, glasses? It was a man and glasses tall uh, in a suit. And uh, no, I didn't know anything that was up at the time, except uh, I, uh, he, um, he said that he was operating a charity out of Chicago and that uh, he was going to order a car and that uh, he wanted a copy of the contract and that in two weeks he'd be placing his order. And then he disappeared from the planet. Mm-hmm. His phone number no longer worked. His email no longer worked. Mm-hmm. That's when I knew something was up because Batmobile potential customers, tire kickers, they never disappear. They fade away. Right. Uh, they, they keep calling uh, over a period of about six months to a year going, yes, I really want one. Yes, yes, I'm definitely going to make this happen and all of that. And uh, and then eventually the calls just slow down and then to a trickle and then they disappear. <laughs> this guy this just guy gone. Ghosted vanished. you. Right. And then I received a cease and desist from DC Comics. (laughs) But I called them the day I received it. I called them and I said, look, the letter says that the problem is not that I'm building 1966 Batmobiles. It says that they are unlicensed. What does it take to become licensed? Oh, no, no, we're never going to license anybody ever. It's never going to happen. I said, no, 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 seriously. You guys are in business. I'm in business. Let's make this a win-win. No, no, we've discussed it internally. We're never going to license anybody ever. So we go toe-to-toe with them, back and forth with Barnes & Thornburg out of Indianapolis. And uh, then about a year later, maybe a year and a half, I'm trying to remember the dates, they call to say, do you think Mark would consider licensing? Wow. (laughs) They came to me. They came back to you. They came to me. 
And uh, then uh, we ended up uh, signing the contract, and I think that was September 24th of 2010. I think that was around the 22nd or 24th. And that was the turning point on becoming licensed. And we are the only licensed builder in the world. And this is the only vehicle that they've ever licensed for public purchase. Now, they've done a few auctions and they've done a few things with the 89 Batmobiles, but never anything quite like this, where a customer can order a car and be able to drive the so vehicle. How does that work? So they get a little piece, they get a little uh, a little money, they get to wet their beaks, in other words. And, mm-hmm. and then, you know, you also get to say this is an official kind of DC Comics uh, licensed product. Yeah, I see. That. Fantastic. Right. How many Batmobiles and, uh, have you made? How many? We are working on our 37th car wow. right now. There's uh, that big of an audience for these things, huh? Yes. If I could build them faster, I would probably be able to double the uh, the, the, the workload because the, the wealthy, to, rightfully so, they're used to snapping their fingers and being able to have anything that they want. And I'm not it's so sure really about hard that. on them to be patient. My co-host Zuckerman once waited four years for his car to be done. I, I've gone gotcha. as long as two. What What's the timetable from start to finish when you start a Batmobile to finishing them? Pre-COVID, the average was about two, two to two and a half years. Wow. Post-COVID, I can't even give an estimate right now because it, it so many parts are delayed. Um, <laughs> the the custom-built chassis is yep. delayed. The windshields, bubble windshields are delayed. Mm-hmm. Uh, brake parts, speedometers that go inside of the steering column, every single component that's major is even fiberglass resin shockingly uh, is uh being regulated and right. i'm i'm just shocked that uh the, the the beginning part of our build is making the fiberglass body and the floor pan and to even have that be delayed is just crazy to me wow. so it it really is a wacky situation if we have to wait a year for just the chassis and we can't really begin until we mount the car body to the chassis to do any of the body working or anything on the vehicle, uh, it really makes it tough. Would I be correct in assuming that most uh, Batmobile replicas come to California? Um, Really, it was New Jersey and California are about (laughs) tied as being the Batmobile capitals of the world. New New Jersey? Why New Jersey? I have no idea. Uh, Somewhere around 20 replicas in each of those two states. And then uh, the balance of them are spread across the country. Um, So we have three in Arizona, and I think that uh, three in Massachusetts. Um, We have uh, two in Michigan. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, the rest are spread. And then when around. when I want my Batmobile serviced out here in Los Angeles, where where am I doing that? How does that work? Well, normal servicing could be done at any competent mechanic shop. Oh, okay. And if a person's in a, in a minor fender bender or something, they can go to any Corvette restoration shop and be able right. to have the fiberglass work done. If it's a major fender bender, and thank the Lord that's never happened, but if there's a major one, then it would need to come back to us for com- got it, you know, got quarter it. panel. And what about all the mechanicals? What, what, what are we talking about? What's underneath there? 
Fords? LS drivetrains these uh, days. Ah, uh, there we go. And that was that was one of the beautiful parts about going to the custom built chassis was that we were able to to go ahead and move in that direction uh, to put uh, those super popular. Uh, drivetrains in, and um, so we've we've done 430 horsepower uh, E-rod engines, and then we've also done uh, we've also done 525 horsepower, and even a 625 horsepower Batmobile uh, came out of here. But we, we the normal engine is a an E-rod 430 horsepower engine. Got it, got it. So easy to work on, easy to work on. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Where are we at with the Batmobile saga? You know, we we know the story. We know this guy somehow got his uh, local sheriff to come out and raid you unfairly and possibly illegally and uh, caused you a a great deal of stress all because of his Batmobile was late or he missed his payment. um, Right. It seems like they've backed off everything and they're now getting the worst of it. San Mateo County is now investigating the sheriff behind the Batmobile shop raid. My, my co-host Zuckerman, who is a lawyer says, you, you have a a suit of your own. You could bring against them. Um, what, what's the latest here with this whole mess? Well, I'm concentrating of course, 100% on the criminal charges and getting those cleared. So that's, that's my focus. So they're still, they're still holding there. These criminal charges have not gone away for you yet. Correct. Yeah. So two criminal charges, one claiming fraud of all things Mm -hmm. uh, regarding me. And I sit here as I walk through the building and I go, there's a Batmobile that I'm building. There's a Batmobile that I'm building. There's a Batmobile. And I'm going, how in the world can anyone say that I'm not building a Batmobile? Right. (laughs) It's crazy. When when you've got nine cars in construction. (laughs) There are... You know, I know some uh, folks that are restoring and building cards or building resto mods, and they have this this policy they tell buyers, which is every month you're going to send me some money, and if you miss your payment, you're going to go to the back of the line. Is that mm-hmm. similar to the policy you use? And is that what happened with this guy? He just screwed up his it, payments? It, 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 it is, and uh, according to the contract, what I could have done is I could have sold his car in its current condition. Right. But instead, I was too nice a guy. Yes. I did not do that. Instead, I was patient. I said, oh, he's going to come back aboard and everything will be fine. Mm-hmm. Well, he did come back aboard, but everything wasn't fine. He was furious to find out he had been bumped to the end of the line, and that's when the troubles began. Um, At that point, he just could not conceive that he had to wait any longer. Right, right. And I'm like, you disappeared for almost nine months. Yes. What did you expect? Yes. Uh, So anybody that's ever been in the automotive business at all has non-paying clients. This is fairly, fairly common in the this business so did this guy uh, ever say why he disappeared for nine months did he ever say hey this is where i was he he probably did way back in 2019 but i've slept a couple of times since then and uh i think that his mother passed away or something Mm -hmm. along those lines Mm -hmm. and and i'm compassionate about such things and i have no problem you know, I, I'm I'm a preacher. That's my my part time job is is preaching now every other weekend. Mm-hmm. So I I'm compassionate. I have no problems on being patient with people, 
but this guy, wow, to try to get the Atherton, California Police Department to to do something. They said, wait a second, this is civil. There's no criminal charge yes. here. The Logansport, Indiana Police Department, where I live, wait a second, there's no criminal charge. This is a civil matter. San Mateo DA Part 1 in September of 21 says, wait a second, this is civil. This is not a criminal matter. And then he gets the sheriff involved. Then he gets the sheriff involved who travels at the taxpayer's expense with a bunch of other sheriffs to somehow get you to build your Batmobile faster. I mean, did he even have a goal with this idea? I mean, it it sounds like he really loves the idea of owning a Batmobile and really just wants his Batmobile faster. Did he even game out that sending sheriffs is really going to put a a hold possibly cancellation on this whole thing that he's never going to get his batmobile i don't know what his thinking is well, where does uh, it stand where does it what... stand now i mean is he gonna are you gonna make it <laughs> does well, he still get one it's it's, it's sitting here in construction and uh-huh. we have to pause every time he does litigation oh, my attorney tell me to stop working on it so it's once again being in in turnaround and in on hold so i don't know at this point if he even wants his car anymore he told his attorney and i overheard him yelling at his attorney while the attorney was here <laughs> saying i'm going to destroy him i'm going to destroy his business oh god so why for a guy that claims to want a yeah. batmobile and then say that like well maybe he doesn't want his car after all as a man of God, uh, so. how do you how do you bridge uh, this gap that you have between him? Is there any way? See, my the the way I would want this story to end is is for you two to hug, and I know he has to come to you, yeah. and then you to deliver this Batmobile, and for all to end well. Is there any chance that's going to happen, or should I just give up on that? <laughs> I, that would be fine with me. That would be my answer as well. I fulfill dreams. You know, that's, that's, that's my right. job. Uh, and when we have uh, we have Boy Scout troops, Girl Scout troops and the like that come in, mm-hmm. I, and I am uh, doing speeches with them, I talk with them about following their dreams. That uh, I'm literally the, uh, the, the, uh, one of the examples yes. about somebody that had no automotive experience, was able to make my dreams come true of building this car because of willpower and that uh, you too can do anything if you have enough willpower you can make it happen along with the big guy upstairs it's uh it it does require both of course but it's uh it's very very important to just go for it and when you're talking about the big yeah, guy upstairs yeah. you're talking about adam west well, no, although uh, he was a, a wonderful father figure for me after my parents' divorce, that's for sure. You know, I met um, Adam West. You know, no, my first job was working with Adam West at, uh, at awesome. the Nickelodeon Network, yeah. and I could not have been more excited. I could not have been more excited to be working with him. I was, he he I, was such a blast. He was um, such a I sweet guy. Well. He was upset, mm-hmm. as I recall, in our first meeting um, that he wasn't in the new George Clooney Batman movie, and he couldn't understand that. And uh, I had to, <laughs> yeah. co- I had to console him a little bit and explain this, <laughs> what was happening there. But um, 
we we did a really funny little show about cartoons for Nickelodeon, and I have a lot of happy memories from that job. It was really wonderful. Have you ever oh. thought about starting a Batmobile religion, though? That's my big question. You're taking your no. preaching skills oh, and this whole passion for the business and making that a religion, kind of like they did with Scientology no. and science fiction, you know? No, no, but that's highly entertaining. <laughs> um, no, uh, nothing like that. Although some people would look at the Batman collection here and say, "Oh, well, that that is worshiping Batman." Like, it's not worshiping Batman. No, no. I'm just a fan that started when he was very young, at two years old, and that's the only reason why the collection is this size. And about a third of it are donations from people that are fans wow. of ours that send stuff to us. But, uh, well, Mark, but, uh, you know, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I, I do talk with people about following their dreams and about about, uh, about that side of it, that uh, that they can achieve anything as I was getting to. And that is uh, what I hope is the answer for Sam. But who knows? Those I'm hoping he's see. going to calm himself down and uh, reach out with an olive branch to you. I uh, just know the Spikes Car Radio listeners are all behind you, Mark. We're all on your side on this one, and uh, we've become huge fans of fiberglass freaks um, and the idea of us all someday getting to own a replica Batmobile like the one you make. Uh, Appreciate you taking time to, to come on and chat with us. Thanks so much. To the Batmobile. All right, there it is. Uh, that was perfect. That was perfect. Thank you so much for that. Um, great interview. I'm going to post it on Wednesday of this week. Okay. Well, looking forward to hearing it, and, uh, and thank you so much. I appreciate the support. It is beyond belief how many people have come yeah, out and support, and I appreciate of Every course. single one. Oh, that's sweet. Uh, I never, I never take anybody for granted. Never, you know, never take mm-hmm. anything that they've done for granted. And this is uh, just an amazing outpouring of support. Cannot believe it. Do you have any uh, kind of gives you? Yeah, you should feel good. Um, do you have any uh, photography you could send me? Like any sort of uh, personal pictures of yourself or Batmobiles? Just pop, pop them into sure. an email. Um, because on okay. Wednesday, I usually put everything up on Instagram and tag stuff. And, you know, uh, it'd be cool to just have some shots we haven't seen yet of you and maybe the car and anything else you wanted to send. Okay. Does yeah, that sound we'll good? Yeah, it does. All right. And hopefully everything worked out with you at the doctor. You're okay? Yeah, um, surprisingly happily. Good. Uh, no problems with the arteries. Fantastic. So the question is, why am I having troubles walking? Oh, boy. <laughs> what is going on? Uh, so now we have to uh, go back to the, the drawing board and figure that part out. But that's okay. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll make it happen. Well, it's been a pleasure meeting you, sir. And, uh, and you. Uh, and we'll, you. Uh, we'll see you on Wednesday when we post. Okay. All right. Thanks so much. Take care. Next up is CollectingCars.com CollectingCars.com Did you miss Monterey? Did you miss the car auctions? Well, guess what? Every day on your computer is a car auction at CollectingCars.com Not just cars. I'm there right now. I'm looking at their site right now. Listen to this. 1989 Durex Suzuki GSX R1 1100 X Jamie Whitman Isle of Man TT Racing Bike What? 
Did you think you were going to hear that? Well, guess what? 2006 TAS Suzuki GSXR 1000X Bruce Ansley Isle of Man TT race bike. How about this 2018 Porsche 911 GT2 RS with a Visoc pack and 234 miles? What about this mean-ass-looking 2020 Toyota GR Yaris? Didn't even know that existed. Um, or this simple 1977 Range Rover Classic two-door Suffix D Range Rover in a beautiful, beautiful non-metallic taupey color. Oh, boy. So much great stuff here. A 992 GT3 Club Sport. You can't get enough of it. Just go to collectingcars.com if you're in, in the mood to buy. If you're in the mood to sell, list your car there for a global audience. Ooh, look at this. 87 Mercedes-Benz W460-240D. I'm telling you, go check it out right now. There you go. You've learned a lot, Suckerman. That was terrific. <laughs> I, I'll edit it in, and you can listen to it later. But uh, it was uh, it was good. I loved hearing about how he uh, he he did a, he pulled a Zuckerman to get that license. You didn't hear the interview, but I but everybody else just heard it. He he built his own uh, Batmobile replica Batmobile, and they sent uh, DC Comics sent in a, a guy to check in on them, an investigator posing as someone else, and then sent them a cease and desist. Oh, really? And then he flipped it. And then he said, why, why can't we turn this into a win-win? And they said, no, thank you. But then they came back to him six months later and said, yeah, let's do it. Look at that. Why, why do you need cease and desist? Why can't it just be a desist? Because lawyers have to say everything twice. Belt and <laughs> suspenders. We, we, we just like that. Cease and desist. <laughs> well, that's stop our and sh- stop. That's our show. That's all I have. It's a fine show. Next week, uh, Johnny Lieberman will be back. Where the hell is he? Is he at Goodwood? He's off in the world somewhere. What is he doing? Well, I don't know. We're just hoping that maybe he doesn't come back. <laughs> I, why? I like him to come back. I don't know. You want to have a bet? That what? Johnny doesn't come back? That's right. Sure. <laughs> we already have a bet on the COVID, right? Now, here we are. I'm, it's, it's almost September 1st. I tested again this morning, negative. <laughs> <laughs> and we talked about this. Last time we were together, you had red raccoonie eyes. What was that? Oh, we had lunch with our friend. And I said, you probably have COVID. You have red raccoonie eyes. And I said, what happens in the bed if you have COVID and you give me COVID? I should win double. No, it's a push. Fantastic. That's not a push. That's just more delicious for That's me. That's cheating. It's not cheating. You get COVID and give it to me to win a bet? Oh, you're saying I'm doing it on purpose. I, what if I just caught it by accident and, and happened to infect you? That would be fantastic. That would be such divine retribution. <laughs> retribution for what? Everything. I haven't done anything. Oh, were you really? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> we won't get into that on the air, but yes. What have I done? Eh, it's a long story. It's but a anyway, long story. Anyway, we, you know, one day when, I, when he's gone, if he's sick and I have to do this on my own, we'll talk about it. What would you call that? Zuckerman's Car Radio? Everybody wants you to have your own podcast and Johnny to do it. I'd be happy to do it. Hangar 56 has plenty of room for network of of cars. But you you guys, it's already like pulling teeth to get you to do this one. No, okay. What the audience doesn't realize is that it's very easy for me to sit here off and out of space and every so often come back to the come back to Earth and say something funny to carry a whole narrative to to prepare oh, a that's show. Easy. That takes okay for you. That's easy. For me, this much. is this doesn't take me any time to do this. Uh, I could give you a blueprint today 
for your I don't show. want it. I don't, I don't want to The legal be. side of cars? Come on. We're all in. I don't want to start. There are those talk. out there you could just do Dear Zuckerman you like for 40 minutes. You like to talk for an extended period of time. I don't. Yes, you do. Because I really do not. Well, clearly you do. No, I know how to host, which requires oh, a lot of okay. talking. But if I could have you, taken this week. You know week, how to host. If I could have taken this week off. I don't know how to host, Ferriston. I, 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 I didn't know how until I did it, but you could do it. It's you fun. had a late night show. I hosted a car show. You hosted a car show. I wrote for, I've written for many hosts. Only thing I've hosted is some people for cheese and crackers. I don't know how to. I don't know how to do this. <laughs> what kind of party was that? <laughs> a cheese and cracker party? Yeah, Ferriston. I don't know how to host a, a show. All right, can host some snacks. Well, Johnny's interested. He he wants some sort of podcast. So I'll let him have his podcast. I'm happy to. Yeah, I want I want let everybody him go. to have. I'd like to have a nice little him, network. Him here. and the three people that would listen to that, they can. I all think have he's fun. got a big audience. I think he's. Uh, I think we could find a nice little slice of uh, podcast world for him. But he's got. He's already got the EV thing going on. Yeah, he's got a trend. lot. Yeah. He's got a lot. See that he there, he can't get enough. He's a guy who can't get enough. Well, Johnny Lieberman, the, but the audience might. Yeah, I think they how might. much shelf life does he have? Is he milk or a Twinkie? Would he go? <laughs> would he go rotten quick or last forever? Hmm. Well, we'll leave that to another episode. We'll, t- <laughs> we'll talk milk to him. Or Twinkies? <laughs> Is he milk or Twinkies? <laughs> we'll the start Lieber- next. Week. The Lieberman conundrum. <laughs> I uh, yeah. And to that point, I may be gone for the weekend, so we may be back here on a Monday or Tuesday with him. Whatever. All right, good. Whatever. Well, well, that's our show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll see you next week on Spikes Car Radio. Thanks for listening to Spikes Car Radio, brought to you by Hangar 56. Listen to new episodes every Wednesday, and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Listen up, I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in in a few minutes. (laughs) Instacart for the win.